Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, Sarah here. So Nikki and I, after 35 interviews and 35 weeks of interviewing the most spectacular and interesting people, um, are taking a break. I know, who would believe it, but we are. We're taking a couple of weeks off just to have a break, but also because our Aware Leadership program, our online program, is um, really kicking off a lot faster than we thought. So we're just going to dedicate a bit of time to the business side of our world and we will be back with some incredible guests in about three weeks. In the meantime, what we thought we'd do is give you a little bit of Sarah and Nikki chatter from our podcast, The Business Hangover. So we hope you enjoy it and keep listening and we will be back soon with our incredible list of guests for the rest of 2022. See you soon. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Friday. Oh, How's, been your, how's your week been? Oh, it's been one of those weeks for me, Nikki. I've been up at seven every day and I seem to be pedalling backwards rather than forwards. But uh, it's good to be here and good to, to catch up, that's for sure. Absolutely. And we thought, you know, this week we'd have a have a conversation about resilience where, you know, one of the, the lucky many that live in Victoria right now. So, you know, we're just coming out of a couple of weeks of um, another lockdown and we just thought, you know, us like 
so many people around us have really had our resilience tested. And I don't know about you, but when I talk about resilience, I think back to those days when I was growing up and it was all about, you know, resilience meant really it's it, it was suck it up. Yeah, get over it. Get over it. You'll be right. There's people and What's situations worse. Go to Bunnings, get some wood and build a bridge. That's <laughs> correct. Well, you know, I think and I think, Victorians really have got it in the last couple of weeks. You know, we've all had a difficult time globally mm. around what's what's hit our world in the last 18 months to two years. Oh, but yeah. particularly around the fact that resilience means so much. and But it's also a little bit overused, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I, you know, we, we get these trends in words, don't we? Yeah. I mean, we, we may be inclined to overuse black swan in our frozen middle. That's correct. But resilience has gone from a thing that we um, get through experience and challenges and hardships to something that apparently we can teach. Yeah. Which is such a weird concept. It It is a weird concept and I think it's a little bit like, you know, it's a bit like the catchphrase of, you know, the world is disrupted. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly feeling disrupted. Well, normal, normal human experience is that, you know, everyone starts with the best laid plan. Oh Doesn't mean it actually comes off. Um, I'm full of sayings today. Another good saying is when uh, man makes plans... Uh, Oh, now I've messed it up. <laughs> I am so bad at those. Man makes plans and God laughs or something like that. Anyway, if you know what that actual saying is, please email me with it because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about today. Yeah, she's just pretending she knows what's going on. <laughs> but I think to me, resilience, I think a better word for than resilience is that, you know, it's just the ability to, you know, not to suck it up, but to flex, adapt and recreate. I know myself, you know, in the last couple of weeks, um, the agility of what's faced personally, professionally and in family life. Yeah, it's been tough. Has been tough. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, normal human behaviour is about connecting with individuals. It's about feeling a sense of achievement and we've really been challenged by that. So, it's about how do I build professional, personal and organisational resilience to get through those bumps in the road, to get through the hurdles yeah. and come out the other side. And you know what? None of us are going to paint a picture that the life's always rosy. No, not at all. But, you know, I like to tell my clients that resilience is a choice. Um, and I look, anyone who's worked with me knows there's a book called The Courage to Be Disliked, which is kind of my, you know... Um, go to at the moment it's not a new book by any means it's got a new book called the courage to be happy but I haven't read that one yet um, but the courage to be disliked is um, an elder psychologist theory really about personal responsibility but it's really about choice and resilience mm. is about choice it what is. am I going to do in this moment and how do I move forward it, it's not a magical thing that you suddenly get or learn Resilience is is the choice to do something in the moment that you've got. That's right. And I think it comes back to, you know, in in business it happens every single day and in our personal lives it happens, that it's the degree to which you can control and influence things. And Sarah and I have been spending a lot of time, you know, 
working on not only with our clients but you know in all sectors of our lives really looking at how can you build a resilience but also remain human at the same time yeah it's it's um I, I think resilience is about knowing that it's going to be tough you're going to be challenged it's going to hurt um again if we we take a bit of Brene Brown's lovely language you know you're going to get down into that arena as a gladiator and it's and you're going to get dirty and dusty and you might get hurt resilience is the ability to dust off yeah. and try again and mm. again and again and not get sucked down into the pit but keep finding a way to climb up yeah and I think you know I think we're going to start a movement here we are. <laughs> and our movement is going to be that let's ditch the overused word of resilience yeah. and let's just call it building the ability to dust off. Yeah, let, let's do the dusty. Yeah, so... <laughs> do your dusty. <laughs> we have created a new catchphrase today yeah. and and that's about how to how to dust off yeah how to be dusty yeah look it's going to go wild that catchphrase so wild everywhere everyone's going to go hey are you doing the dusty are you dusting off correct before you know it we'll have a we'll have a new song yeah and uh a dance to go with it a couple of workbooks yeah a couple of workbooks (laughs) and it'll be all about being dusty yeah but, and that's not the drunk Dusty that, no, you know, no. anyone under 40 knows. That's which correct. Is, you know, we're not talking about that Dusty, although that is Dusty. That's correct. We're talking about the ability to, I'm a bit of a visual person, anyone that knows me knows I love live for my whiteboard, is that, you know, <laughs> the Dusty is being able to be filled with so much information, so many choices, so many ideas and going, oh, my God, where do I start? How do I see through the muddle of things? Because fundamentally, resilience, otherwise known as dusty, um, that's actually what it is, is, you know, people have often said to me, but how can you teach me to be resilient? Mm. Well, you know, or is it something that's ingrained in me? I think it is something that can be taught because it's about the ability to take a breath step back and objectively review what's my blockage in front of me. Mm. That's actually what being dusty is. Mm. Being able to dust off is the ability to see, you know, see the um, see through the trees and see the paddock on the other side mm. that you can walk into and go, right, I've got my bag of tricks in my left hand and in my right hand I've got all the balls I'm juggling. And how can I now blend them and, you know, traffic light them a little bit as to how we can go, okay, what are the green I can just jump and go with and Mm. where am I kind of in the middle and where are the, oh, my God, I'm too afraid to even start moments. You know, that's really interesting, uh, Nikki, that you mentioned a traffic light because there's a, uh, an article I read which I really like this idea about um, looking at workforces and they had a traffic light system which most countries are red, orange and green and this CEO, and I can't remember their name so apologies to this inspirational person, uh, they had their own personal traffic light for their work team. So what they would do would have red 
um, meant that they knew that this person was struggling with personal problems or issues and so they could keep an eye on them and watch out for them and implement strategies and support. For Orange, they were people that may be at risk, like they, you know, their behaviour was slightly off or, mm-hmm. you know, they looked a bit flat or not turning up at meetings, that kind of thing, a few more sick days than normal. Um, and they'd be watching them. They would be targeted as somebody to keep a little lookout for. And Green was obviously good to go. These people, we didn't need to worry about. They're fine. And I think talking about resilience of CEOs and management, I mean, they've been really pushed lately. They're yeah. exhausted. They're, they've suddenly become social workers and, and a lot of them aren't trained for that. So having a traffic light system allows you to streamline who do I need to be looking after right now? Who's good so I don't have to worry about them? And who are the middle people that I need to just keep a little eye on and see what extra supports I can offer? Yeah, and I think it's really relevant because, you know, if we're talking about our workforce or we're talking about our customers, by taking the traffic light system, do you know what? Everyone falls into that. You know, you're outlying customers that pop in and out every now mm. and again. You know, they're your orange. They're your orange mm. that you've got to keep an eye on. Mm. Not what are they doing? Where are they going? That's Who right. Who are they buying from? That's right. And, you know, both customers, stakeholders, investors, or your workforce, as a leader, it's all about how do you keep that traffic light system current and focused on where where your triggers are you know where's the little signs the little going off to the left or going off to the right that we need to take greater attention to and keep an eye on and I think that's what's really important. Vicky I love that idea and I'm going to challenge it out there I think we need to do our own traffic light system while you've been talking my brain is poddled off into its own space there and I think we need to check in you know am I a red light am I in my red light zone I'm not coping I'm not doing things yep. I'm withdrawing I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed or am I orange oh, I'm just feeling off today I need to maybe do a bit of self-care look after myself mm-hmm. or perhaps I'm green to go which yeah. means, you know, I can take on those extra tasks, you know, catch up with people or as I've been doing, sit in front of my home desk trying to create magnificence. So, yeah, I think traffic light system, I love it. Let, let's, let's, so we've got the dusty and we've yep. got the traffic, traffic lights. Light. We are on, on fire today, Nick. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I think it, it really is that we have our own radar of where we are, how we're coping, how we're not coping. And, you know, some of us have an inbuilt technique to be able to see that. But what we've got to remind ourselves of is that resilience is as common as common sense. And the fact is, is that it is not an inherent behaviour for everyone. Because so much of our lives is about just going from A to Z and doing the tasks and finishing the task and then moving on to the next thing. But isn't it sometimes that we actually need to stop ourselves? We need to stop and notice the different traffic lights and go, okay, for ourselves, for our business, for the people around us um, and for all of our stakeholders so that we make sure that we're all on the same page. You know, we have talked before about like the frozen middle. Sometimes we just leave people to their own devices and because they don't you know, jump up or they don't fall over a little bit or they don't twist their ankle. We just think that things are going okay. But don't we sometimes, if we're really focused on learning how to be better at being dusty, 
is that we actually notice it. And it's not, you know, I'm sure everyone notices it. But the problem is, is we get so busy, we don't force ourselves to stop at the orange light and not go through it. Yeah. We actually force ourselves to stop before it becomes a red light. You're right on there. I think so. Look at me go. Look at you. I just didn't even interrupt you there. I was just mesmerised. That was the most quiet Sarah has ever been. So, you know, I'm clearly on the roll. You clearly, I was I was learning there. I was she in my was learning, learning mode. She was she was grasping some knowledge. But I think is is that for me, the theory of business and the theory of leadership is actually nothing more than the ability to take a concept, see what's going on around us, correct it, collate data, take some action Mm. and really then review, well, how did we go? And be okay to be authentic, to be honest, to pick up on our own our own shortcomings and not beat ourselves up because of it because that's actually the basis of resilience. And that draws back to uh, our other podcast, if you you didn't hear it, the false imposter about, you know, if we know that we're going to be faulted and flawed and um, messed up, then we can sit in those spaces and be resilient because we understand at some point we're going to mess up or we're going to do things wrong. Um, and I was just thinking another another good word that's making the traps at the moment is agility. And agility mm. is just another word for resilient. Absolutely. Being, being agile means you're resilient to the trends, to the economics, the financial, the pandemic, whatever environmental pressures is happening around you, your business. Agility just is another word for resilience, meaning that you adapt, you flex and you find a way forward. You know? And I think it does come down to choice. I was reading an article today and it was talking about... You know, reality is there's going to be another, you know, every 50 years or so, there is a major event in which disrupts either regionally or globally. So this time it's a pandemic. In the future, it may be something else. It may be within your own business that, you know, there's a change of ownership and Mm. suddenly that, that kind of breaks the mold and you're not quite sure what comes next. And I think what it's about, it's being able to always, I've noticed so many businesses when we started on this journey a couple of, you know, 18 months ago was about, okay, we're in crisis mode and we're going to deal with crisis and we're going to jump to the next crisis. And, oh, my God, look at us. We're agile and we can jump and flex and move. Look at that. We can survive. We can survive. But the difference is, is the true leadership and the true inspirational next group that will pass through with greater ease in the next major Mm. disruption in the world is going to be the people that actually have moved out of crisis mode and moved more into that resilience to your core to be how do I be responsive to uncontrollable situations absolutely and look, in, in other terms, what we are building right now and, and what resilience, agility or choice or being dusty does for us is we create these mental blueprints or mental platforms that allow us the next time there's a crisis to delve back in and go, I've already built the scaffolding. I know how to do this. 
I've got an idea of how it's going to roll out. The memory imprint is there. All I have to do is action those resources within myself and around us. And again, tapping into that theory of resilience. Who are the people around? What are the teams? What are the techniques around me that gets me from A to B so we don't get stuck in crisis? And I think that's really important. And I really like the, the terminology around the scaffolding. Thank you very much. Yeah, one to Sarah. <laughs> um, is that scaffolding really is about, you don't know where every plank's going to go. You don't know where your next step is. But it's about what are those boundaries? What are the scaffolding that's going to hold the core frame together? The decision points in the middle and to the left and to the right are going to vary according to what situation you're in at the time. But the essence of building a competency of resilience in yourself and in the people around you and in your customers is that people will wait, people will have patience and people will have trust if there is that infrastructure, that structure around to to keep you in the moment but still have that flexibility and fundamentally that, I suppose, for me is a takeaway. That's fantastic. I was just thinking this thing popped into my head that I read too, Nikki, about flattening your organisation. So a scaffold doesn't have to go high. That's right. It can go out and it can spread around. So there is an even distribution of skills, creativity, techniques, supports. And so when we're talking about our mental scaffolding platforms and our business structures don't always think it has to go up we've got this whole thing that success is up only yes think about it as flattening your organization so there's less hierarchy and more supports and connectivity and creativity in a broader sense yeah and I think it's 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 uh, really relevant I mean one of the things that one of the key trends worldwide is the fact that we have an aging population birth rate is not exceeding the aging population so we have people staying in the workforce for longer Mm. and we have less of a supply of resources coming into the our future generations Mm. and our future sustainability so we're always going to have to reinvent ourselves and it's about focusing what is the human-centric resilience Mm. thought process and scaffolding that actually makes a difference because every technology can grow, adapt or be replaced. But it's about that human element yeah. of where that key difference is. And humans make judgment. The scaffolding doesn't. Yeah. And if, if you haven't read Nikki's book, Gen Norm, she taps really into this generational crossover in business places. And I was thinking of we're just full of them today, Nikki, but <laughs> the, the car theory, our car theory, and I think that really gives the listeners an idea about what we're saying. So the older generation that are in our business places, they're the petrol cars and the new people coming up are the electric cars. So we have the past and the present. Resilience means that we need a hybrid blend. 100%. Which is where we are now, isn't it, Nikki? We're in these, yeah. We have these cars that are both petrol and electric because the future isn't quite yet and that is about younger people entering the workforce they don't have it all they don't have all the skills yet to and work the lived in experience lived experience but we're also technologically not quite there either and we can keep evolving in the technology space I think what we need to make sure that we recognize as leaders is that we're evolving around the human side 
of what parts of lived experience are actually contributing and shaping to what we're going to look like in the future. If you look at, um, I was reading another article today around the level, one of the things that came out of the pandemic um, in the US is that there's a large proportion of vulnerability around unskilled, from a tertiary perspective, skill base. And what we've found is that, however, the contribution of that component of society is so significantly important, but yet they're in the most vulnerable industries. Yeah, and look, I'm a great believer, and I do this in my hiring too. Firstly, I hire whatever age, and I don't actually look for skill. My idea is if I'm a good manager, I can teach the skill I can teach the job however what I'm looking for is innovative creativity honest authentic people because that is what my brand represents and that is what I want at my front desk absolutely and I think you're 100% correct because actually what and there's some really strong research at the moment around competency versus skill Mm. Why we always reference lived experience is because I'll never forget years ago having someone come to me and say, if I want to be a CEO, do I have to do an MBA? Well, you know what? You don't have to do an MBA. There's some exceptionally highly functional, successful CEOs that don't have the same level of tertiary qualification as others. But it doesn't make them less exceptional. What it does is it shows that experience comes from all walks of life. It's about how you shape that and how more so you have the right attitude and you have the right discovery mindset Absolutely. to always say, of course I can. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to research. I'm going to find out. But I'm also going to put my hand up and go, you know what? That's not me. Mm. And I think that's what we're talking about. Why don't we have more focus on hybrid blends in our workplace? Because that's where resilience comes from. It's from people who have lived and can say, oh, look, I remember going through something like this in another workplace or in my life. That They are, uh, you know, quiet little mentors that are on ground. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, think of your organisation. Uh, is it a, a petrol-based or is it only electric cars? Because right now where we are at in, uh, in I suppose, 2021, 2020, 2022, we're in the hybrid zone. We need a blend because we're not ready to chuck the petrol out. No. Those beautiful old panel vans and, and combi vans, they're still <laughs> lurking around. Uh, and we're not yet ready or savvy enough or skilled enough to embrace the electric completely. It doesn't meet our needs. You know, we, we're not there yet. So, so go the hybrid. And I think that's where, you know, where Sarah and I resonate together is the fact that we can give, you know, we can focus purely on theory. We can give you all the models in the world. But where we've found the most positive feedback from the people that we've worked with in our career is that we're operationally and authentically realistic about what works we are very down to earth very down to sometimes too much yeah sometimes too much (laughs) bit too open sometimes but I think you know it comes down more to the fact that the more authentic you are based on your contribution not on your cv Hmm. is what is more critical and moving forward I mean I think I did when I, I did a cpa workshop a couple of years ago teaching humanistic skills 
what I was actually saying was right now in 2021, the highest thing that employers want from you now is creativity and complex problem solving, both which relay to resilience building, absolutely, adaptability and flexibility. So, so look at your models. Part of what we're trying to do is say, look at your business and look at your life because business and life are the same. The best advice to take away for, for us is I challenge you to grab the traffic light and objectively look at yourself, look at your organisation and even just pick one team member and see where they fit in your traffic light and then ask yourself, what have I noticed? What, have, what am I aware of? Because I know, and it probably leads a little bit into like our distractions oh, this yes. week. And I know for me, my distraction in the last few weeks has been around getting out of my own way. You know, sometimes we get so much into what's right and valuable and important as leaders to everyone else around us, but we forget about ourselves. And sometimes it hits you like a freight train and it says, hang on a second, I'm not okay. Mm. And it's okay to say that. What the difference is and how it's relevant to this is very much around, though, your ability to dust yourself off. Dusty. Dusty, accept some crappy days mm. and then come into the next day or 10 days later if that's mm. what you need mm. and go, it's okay to be dusty sometimes. Well, my distraction wasn't anywhere near as profound as that. <laughs> I decided in COVID and God knows what made me do this. But anyway, I decided, hey, why don't I get healthy? So I've been on, uh, I think I'm nearly week three and a half of um, no alcohol, which... And during lockdown. And during lockdown. I, as I said, I, I do love a challenge. But not only that, I said to my son, who is uh, an elite athlete, um, you know, I need to get healthy. You know, I've got a bit of the tub tub. I need to get rid of that. So I'm on an athlete's diet. Oh my God, it's boring. I can't even begin to tell you how dull it is, but I'm sticking with it. But now I'm getting a real phobic. Like tonight we were sitting here going, well, we'll open a bottle of wine. I went, oh, but I don't drink. And then I thought, well, I could have my organic, non-alcoholic gin. But What's happening really to not... me? What's happening to oh, me, Nikki? She's, she's, she's turning. That soon I will not be able Stop to even get her to do the dusty dance. Um, but you know what? We wanted to really, you know, lighten it up that, yes, resilience might be the next catchphrase, but let's throw that out because that's too serious. Resilience is nothing more. Learning how to dust yourself off. Mm. Make the good choice. Make the good choice and, and really focus back on the, you know, the statement that always resonates is that there really are only certain elements that you can control that you can influence through noticing. So you walk away with being dusty, looking at traffic lights and learning that being healthy can be exceptionally boring sometimes and get out of your own way. There are there are, there tips. are insights. There are this week. insights for this week. Again, thank you all so much for listening and following us. We're loving watching those following uh, numbers get up and up and up and up we are now available for sponsors so if you are feeling generous or you want your product put out there um, just drop us a line and we're happy to talk about what that looks like and so until next time have a really great week 
Um, those in Melbourne, lockdown is ending. So, you know, get out there and enjoy and support local business. Fantastic. And you know what? Um, at the end of the day, in the hardest of times, um, sometimes some really basic reminders of what the insights are to, you know, keep that smile on our face and, you know, tackle everything with the best way that we know how. So enjoy your week. See you later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast, and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the AWARE platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's awarearcgroup at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackie and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.